Beautiful listeners, you know we love you, and we appreciate all the support you've given us to this point. If you would like to further support us in our art, in our effort to allow these wonderful conversations to continue to take place, head over to patreon.com slash inside the sound. Everybody, welcome back to Inside the Sound. We, uh, well, this is MJ, and I'm Ryan, and we have a very special guest today. Uh, we're very excited to uh, to meet. Uh, well, I'm, I didn't even ask before I hit record. I wanted to confirm I can pronounce your name properly. It's, it's Neely Brosh, right? Am I saying it right? Neely Brosh, yeah. Neely Brosh. Okay. Okay. The incomprehensible, the incomparable, super talented, <laughs> literally one of the best Thank guitar you. players that's alive on the planet today. Oh, we're, we're stoked to Thank have you. you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, we that's very, that's very kind of you. We don't, we, we don't just say it like, yes, no smoke. Yeah. I've been playing guitar <laughs> for many years. So is, so is MJ. And it's rare that you hear a guitar player's music that resonates with you. Yeah. You know, on an emotional level. And uh, yours definitely has, so thank you. Well, for I really appreciate, really appreciate that. But for starters, um, what we like to do is every superhero has a great origin story, right? So we <laughs> we want you to describe your musical origin story. How would you describe? Okay. Yeah, how would you describe that? Well, um, I'm I'm the youngest of four, and I'm the only girl. So I always grew up around uh, stuff that wasn't like of my time. Uh, and that, you know, includes like just the music and the pop culture and everything that I um, grew up with. And also it, it being in Israel and having a lot of like American and European influence coming into my life and that type of thing. Um, that's, you know, kind of shaped how music has you know, affected me. So I have a, a brother named Ethan Brosh, who's also a guitarist. And growing up, I, I always wanted to be like him because he was so cool. And he introduced me to a lot of music that I that I love, you know, so um, that's kind of what ultimately uh, made me set foot on my path. So the guitar in particular, was it just the fact that he played it? Or was there something about it that that drew you to it? outside of the fact that he played it was it was several things i mean i i definitely loved music and and i think that was clear to my family and then my mom like i do have this early childhood memory of my mom taking me down to like the local conservatory and them giving me some call and response test which somehow is apparently their way of determining what instruments you might be fit for right. not really sure why why that's the test that's okay interesting huh. And uh, yeah, they play a sound for you and you have to, he would, he would like clap a rhythm and I would have to clap it back. So it would start with something really simple and then like try to 
get it more and more complicated until he stumped me basically it's kind of crazy i remember this because i must have been like seven or something wow that's interesting (laughs) it it was so it was so strange because like as soon as we were done then he just started listing the the instrument that he thought would be a good fit and i just remember that like the second that he got to guitar i just kind of like stopped listening because i was like "Ooh, i can play guitar like my brother okay i'm i'm done with this now and then you know (laughs) later on (laughs) later on i i through him, you know, discovered extreme and, you know, Betancourt and all this music yeah. that I fell in love with. And, and that really, that actually made me want to like, you know, pick up an electric guitar and practice for the sake of this is the music that I like now. This is what's inspiring me to, you know, to want to recreate those sounds. So it, it all had its place on something that kind of felt more and more right, I guess. That's funny. Um, first of all, you're like French horn skip, bassoon <laughs> skip. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the guitar? It's a guitar on the list, please. <laughs> no, but uh, you said Nuno Betancourt, and that really like that resonates makes with us. my heart smile because mm-hmm. he is. We were talking about this earlier. We were nerding yeah. out on some Nuno Betancourt playing mm-hmm. earlier, and we're like, he is so underrated. Don't you feel like he's he an is. underrated guitar player? He is. He is. You know, and it's funny because even. Even still today, like Extreme is still a huge band, you know what I mean? And they, yeah. they had like, they did such huge gigs. Like they did the Freddie Mercury tribute at, at, you know, at Wembley Stadium and just like all kinds of things that people forget. Right. And hmm. More Than Words is not an underrated song, no, right? But yeah. I guess may, maybe that's the, maybe that's the, um, the fate of the uh, early 90s hit band. I don't, I don't right, know. But is. like, hmm. you know, I, I know that what you mean because he's such a guitar god and because of the famous band i think he's less but then you know he is still like on tour with the guitar gods so maybe that maybe is we're, true and those are awesome maybe we're not you know maybe he is now perceived as like the, as he should be you know with vi and all the rest of them so yeah I, I don't know yeah i've been i've been nerding out by myself with nuno betancourt because no one knew who he was <laughs> you're the one that introduced me to him man thank what, you what, to get the funk out solo it's one of the best solos ever all right oh, yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Brian May seems to think so. Oh, yeah, I saw that video. <laughs> I'm not going to argue like, with that. If Brian May approves and nerds out over that solo, exactly. I have every right to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then the funny thing is, you know, for me, I, I discovered Extreme, I think, when I was like 10 or 11. And we were, you know, it was like the last couple of years that we lived in Israel and we were about to move to Boston. So for me, it was like the most exciting thing ever, you know, like, oh, I get to move to Extreme's hometown. I was like (laughs) such a fangirl. What's that? I was like the Holy Land. Uh, Land. Oh, yeah. Went went from one to another. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, it's funny. Um, So was he like your first major inspiration then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, without pornography, I don't think I'd be playing electric guitar. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's like my all-time favorite album if I had to pick one. I think really? it's like a a life yeah, it's like a lifelong study to me and everything that's cool about rock and roll. I don't know. You just got like 100 cool points for, yeah, for saying real. that. Like they're just racking <laughs> oh, up. Thanks. The cool points are racking up, Neely. Oh my gosh. Can I ask you and this may be an unfair question, Neely, but do you have a favorite song on that album? I've thought I've tried to like come up with an answer so many times i think maybe it's a monster okay oh yeah yeah classic <laughs> like i can There's think of the guitar so many crazy crazy riffs so many crazy riffs and that and that one the album, guitar you know? solos is um and the solos obviously 
I'm forgetting the name of that song. Oh my gosh. Like Love is Diet or something like that. What's the name of that song? Song for Love? Song for Love. Yeah, the guitar solo on Song for Love. Mm -hmm. I think I listened to that like 50 times in a row one day. And my room just like, <laughs> so good. oh my gosh, how does this guy do it? But yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Nerding out on you now. <laughs> I know. You know what, though? When I look back at my childhood, I think about how cool of a privilege it is that like as an adult that this is what I get to talk about. Because uh -huh. when I was that fangirl kid and I was 12 in the year 2000, you know, so it didn't really make sense to my peers when I went to school and stuff, like I was the odd one out. And if you told me then that I'm going to grow up to be in a community where like, that's going to be the thing that's most natural to talk about, then I would be like, Oh wow. It, it, it works out. Okay. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, um, wasn't expecting that. Could, could you, it's funny, this always comes up for us. Like people that decide to do something in the arts, you know, like it being a musician, Something what? a career, like musician, a career actor, mm. like, so you, how, when did you know, like, I'm going to be a guitar player and this is all I'm going to do for the rest of, or this is going to be the main thing that I do for the rest of my life. Like wh when was that moment? I think for me, it was probably, I mean, I kind of always wanted to, you know, but I think probably in high school and the fact that I had an older brother that, you know, was on that path. Hmm. was an unusual situation, you know, because it gave me an example of someone actually on that same, you know, path to going out there and doing it. And so I saw that, okay, it is a possibility, you know, it's not the easiest thing to choose, but like I had an example in front of my eyes of what it could be, you know, so it's maybe not everybody's same thing, but um, I kind of felt, I think by high school that, uh, that I wasn't like learning any other skills, you know, and like that I didn't really think about any other like career paths that might work out for me. So I was like, well, it seems like this is choosing me in a way. And, and now I'm stuck here. So let's just keep through. Well, you know, <laughs> like, let's see what happens. Let's be honest though, Neely, does anyone really need any other skill outside of playing the guitar? I mean, you could do just fine with that, you know? That's that's why we make the joke. How many guitar players does it take to screw in a light bulb? You know what I mean? Like, because it is really about us. It takes. We have no other skills. So. Well, I can sit on the couch sometimes with my guitar and play. Yeah, that's as good as that's as good as we get. Multitask. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, there was one quick question. I have to ask you about the Ibanez RG. Oh boy, mm -hmm. that's. That just so happens to be my favorite guitar to play. You're talking about the 550? Just RGs in general. Oh, I see. So the the yellow and the black one, that seems to be your go-to. Did you pick those colors because of Eddie Van Halen, or is that just coincidental? Um, it, It's kind of a couple of different things. Uh, the yellow 550 was, was kind of like the dream Ibanez that I grew up on and never had. And it was the guitar that made me want to be an Ibanez artist. So then when they reissued it, I was just like, oh my God, I have to, I have to get one, you know? So it became quickly something that I fell in love with. And I've just, I've played so much seven string in the last five years or so, or maybe leading up to the last few years, five years before that, um, that I kind of felt like, you know, was seeping a lot into my writing and all of that. And that wasn't a bad thing, you know, but I kind of started feeling like I wanted to go back to, to the guitar being a six string and everything. Hmm. And just with, sorry. Oh, no, I, I didn't. 
mean to. I was I said hum. Oh no, it was, it's all good. My bad. But you, no, no, you, all good. you um, felt like finely the tuned, uh, finely tuned hearing of us. Yeah, <laughs> really, for real, she's <laughs> on point with that. Uh, but you, so you felt like the maybe your six string skills weren't were, what like wasn't getting enough love or just not enough attention. It was more that you know there were certain like I wanted to play a lot of different styles as happened to come out on my last album and some of that stuff I actually really felt like was more challenging trying to play on seven string. Like there's certain things that I just couldn't do with that larger neck, like, you know, certain like funky rhythm playing or something, you know, that requires a lot of left hand muting and stuff like that. And, and I just could not make it happen, you know, like for years. And then I realized why, you know what I mean? So it was a lot of stuff like that. And just, just, you know, I feel like I go through phases and I kind of, evolved and changed through the years like everybody hopefully you know so um i kind of landed on those two guitars just depending on whatever gigs i've been doing in the last couple years and where where my direction's been so um uh, that's one thing that we've noticed about your playing is you're really versatile you know like it seems like you you were you go for different tones and it's like you delve into different styles in your playing was that something you purposefully did or was that just something that kind of happened naturally as you put the album together or put the other albums that you put together uh i mean both in a way because i definitely was hoping to be that kind of player one day you know because i like a lot of different things but i felt like i was phoning that stuff in for so many years while i was growing up and learning and everything that i think by the time that it started coming out in my writing it was, it was kind of like I wasn't even controlling it anymore. You know, like a lot of those melodies happened in my head and, and I didn't even really understand like where they were coming from, except I guess, you know, as a listener. Right. So I felt like, I guess after all the years of like trying to be that person and practicing towards that, then it like eventually flipped on me and started feeling like it's coming out a lot more naturally. And so when that happened, I decided to kind of run with it. Cause I was like, okay, this is probably when I'm supposed to start chasing this, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's kind of funny. We've talked about it, how the guitar has this weird way of making you want to, like it wants to fight with you sometimes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you sit down and it feels so natural. And then other times it's like, it's like a battle. Yeah. And um, it's kind of like that. Anytime you try to play something new, I'm assuming, but adding that different. Absolutely. You know, I'm going to ask you kind of uh, an abstract question because it just came to me right now. We've talked about like, you know, when you sit down to write music or you just sit down to to jam or whatever, you have your guitar, you have no necessarily preconceived notions of what you're going to play. And then it's all of a sudden it just happens, right? Like, how would you describe that creative process? Is it it like that for you where you just sit down and all of a sudden something happens? You're like, wow, okay, I'm going to go with this. Um, not, that's not really how it happens for me. Um, I'm trying actually like the more I can write away from the instrument, the better it is for me. Cause I feel like if I put all my energy into the instrument, then I'm going to just play too many notes and it's going to become too much like the hat of the guitarist and not the hat of the writer, you know? So for me, I have like, melodies hit me in different times and I will hear something in my head. And so my primary way of working is actually like grabbing my phone and singing however many things I can into my um, voice memo. 
post. And whatever whatever other details I hear in my head along with said melody or whatever, like I might, you know, have an idea for what the chords should be or like some arrangement ideas that I want to remember, you know, I'll just take some notes on that and basically jot as much as I can down. And then I will eventually like go to my DAW and start demoing everything as like as full of a picture as I can make it with my limited programming skills. But that's usually the more of the uh, of the process for me these days. That's cool. I, I never thought really to do that. <laughs> well, it's similar to kind of how I write music. So that's why I was like, oh, no, wait, because I'll do that with the voice memos or well, Apple has mm-hmm. uh, music memos on their mm-hmm. products, which is great because you can do the same thing, right? You can hum to it. You can play an instrument or whatever and then kind of add some quick um, – you know, drums or some, some bass, just limited stuff that uh, would just help the idea move along a bit. Right. Um, so I love that about the application. Um, do you, uh, I, I'm curious about some of the background music that goes into your albums, like Spectrum, for example. Um, mm-hmm. Are you doing the synthy stuff in the background? Do you have other musicians help you do that? Like, is that all, you know, where does that come from? Um, it, it depends on the song. I mean, most of it is, is, Alex Argento, who is a phenomenal keyboard player, and he did all the synths and he did a lot of the arrangements. So the way that it happened on this record particularly was I demoed everything out, like I was saying, you know, to the best of my ability. And, you know, whatever was good was left left in there. So he basically, you know, took took the whole thing and, and transformed it because, you know, so so much of that album was heavy synthy stuff yeah and so i'm definitely not the expert for that you know what i mean like i'm not gonna pretend i play an instrument i don't i'm just <laughs> trying to get the ideas to like be as as close as they can to like what i hear just crack that cashew so, out and go yeah <laughs> and it's right i mean because literally i mean but my technique on the keyboard is this, you know what I mean? With the MIDI controller. <laughs> That's how I type on the so, computer. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> it, it takes a long time. You know what would be interesting <laughs> is for you to put out the album of you just humming it. Yes. <laughs> you oh, know, yes. I have, I have, I have, <laughs> like, well. <laughs> harmonizing over yourself I, vocally. Yes. <laughs> Do it. I, I have thought about releasing maybe a couple of those as like, you know, some crazy bonus feature or whatever. But like, I don't <laughs> know, I board. go back and I listen to them and like, they're not bad, but it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's so exposed. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, I'm no singer, you know, I'm really not. So we were humming yeah. your the primal feels. I don't. I don't know. It's funny. An instrumental like you don't know what to call it, but the, like the did it did it did it did it. Like, did you hum that out? Did you hum that out one day and we're like, okay? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, so singable. Well, that makes so much sense to me. Yeah, like a lot of your riffs are so singable, and like even going, I look back at like 2010, or I think it's 2010. I'm so sorry. I forget which album yeah. is named which, but like, there's Matter Perception. I think it's 2014. And mm-hmm. then there was, um, well, you had another 2010 album, but um, the, like all yeah, of those riffs I come across, glass. what is it called? Through the Looking Glass. Oh, and the title track I think is my favorite on that album. Yeah. But um, Thank you. so many singable licks. Like, and now that makes sense because knowing how you write it, like no wonder you're already singing them to start. Like yeah. that's cool. That's well, that's exactly why I tried to write away from the instrument because hmm. all that shit would go away if I'm sitting at my guitar, you know, because there go 50 more notes into the thing that didn't need it. 
Yeah, so we, that's we, the problem. You got to think like a singer and not like a guitarist, and that's really hard for a lot of us because it. Yeah, we like to play more notes than we have to. Master Everybody likes Neely. that. Master Neely, <laughs> the wisdom for real. I'm Master. learning so much. No, this is we we actually have talked about it. It's it's the notes that you don't play that are more. The, those yeah. are more important than the notes yeah. that you play, and like that's why we appreciate guitar players like you because you're making music. You know what I mean? Like I see so many extremely talented guitar players that can do anything technically. And then I listen to their stuff, but it kind of sounds like scale exercises or like finger exercises. And I'm like, I just want to hear like gripping music, something that offers me like emotionally, it's going to resonate with me. Mm. And your music definitely does that. Well, that's the, that's the biggest compliment that you can give me. Thank you. Cause I mean, that's for me, the music is first and, you know, hooks are the most important thing. And I feel like I'll, I'll chase the hooks to like, you know, my last day. So that's my goal. I, if, if there happens to be a room for a guitar solo in there, great. But like, it's not going to be the, like, it's not going to be the point of the song for me. Right. Like back in the, I'm sure you listened to a lot of this music back in the old school days where you knew that guitar solo was coming. Right. Like, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. It's like, yeah, it had to be exactly. there. It had to be there. Yeah. It was like a rule, you know? good rule absolutely <laughs> it isn't a bad rule it's what, a great what happened rule. to that i said it's a good rule i don't know man they don't make them like they used to <laughs> no it's like what how do you feel about that like the state of guitar like i don't know what to think because there's tons of people on youtube you know but they're not really like like the big band like we'll just use extreme again as an example the big right. band with really like poppy songs well it wasn't at that time i guess it was considered metal but I mean, with the big guitar player and the big singer, like, I don't know if we're ever going to get that again, which is sad. I mean, even if I, I feel like if we don't get that, we will hopefully have some other version of it, you know, because every once in a while. And I mean, like you do hear I hear guitar parts in pop songs every once in a while on the radio, you know, and like things that are hinting at like maybe that would have been a guitar. <laughs> yeah, song. exactly. Hello, if it was, you know, but I feel like maybe we're heading somewhere closer to that because I have felt like I've been hearing some guitars lately. Yeah, makes uh, or maybe I'm just being optimistic, but maybe you're just <laughs> I, I just superimpose them in my head. You know, I'm hearing them. That's, and really that works there. too. <laughs> well, I throw this out there. Unfortunately, not everybody does. Hmm? Oh, so I throw this out there a lot. The mainstream, there is no mainstream anymore. Like, the internet right. has changed all that. And right. I don't know. Tell that to Post Malone. You might disagree. But like, <laughs> I, I love you, Post. No. But. But We're like, look at what's going to happen in the future. Like, we're going to see an explosion of talented musicians all across the world that have access to this technology, right? And right. and they're going to everyone's going to find their Kool-Aid? niche. Was that great Kool Aid? I'm sorry. Was that great? Was that great Kool Aid? What just, about Kool Aid? Did you take a sip of, of grape Kool Aid? No, it's water. Of, oh, water. Okay. okay. <laughs> it was like Kool Aid. Are we talking about Jonestown now? Like what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, like how did we get from that to that? It's a quick, twi- quick transition, Ryan. Yeah. Um, it looked just, like it looked like grape Kool Aid, and I'm sorry, everyone. It's okay. <laughs> she's like, is it 45 minutes? Yeah. How far? How far yeah. are we into this? Oh my goodness! Just a few more. How, I'm sorry. Uh, You're making a point. I no, the point I made my point. Um, just that we're going to see a blossoming. You know, I, I'm really optimistic about the future of music and the future of guitar playing, and, and you know, talk about like bands like that because those musicians are going to come and find their voice on the internet. Like it's happening already as we speak. 
um, I, I don't, I don't, there's no way, I'm not sure how would I have ever heard of, of even your plane or, you know, other musicians we've met or we've just, like, I've discovered, you've discovered this year, if it weren't for those wonderful algorithms, right, on YouTube and Spotify. Yeah, and, I must say, YouTube makes some fantastic suggestions. For real. Because they suggested That's you to me, and I'm like, Neely Brosh, let's, let's give this a go. Oh, wow, <laughs> this girl. And then the more... The more I listen to your, because you have, obviously, you know, you have multiple videos since you posted them, but um, (laughs) that's where I started to discover the versatility in your playing. So, again, that was something really awesome. Um, For you, because you you are one of the best guitar players out there right now. Um, um, I don't. I don't feel. I really don't agree with that. But you're very kind. You, <laughs> Thank you for saying that. You are one of the best guitar players out there right now. So it's like, did that ever? Does that even cross your mind? Like, like, oh, I want to be like. I mean, obviously, you want to brush shoulders with your idols, you know. But <laughs> when you started playing, was that like a like? I want to be like one of the best guitar players in the world. Like, did that ever cross your mind, or was that? Did you just play and it just happened naturally? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I thought about it like that I think I knew because like I said you know I grew up in a family where where there were guitarists you know but like I think I knew that the music that I wanted to play was technically challenging and that I was gonna have to be of a certain level to be able to play what I really wanted to play Hmm. so I think I kind of set me up for a life of like okay you have to like do well and you have to like work hard and you know all that stuff and then the fact that you play what you play is like impressive to people you know but to you it's just like well i I don't know i'm just trying to be better every day so take that for what you will i don't know Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes when you're not necessarily trying to be flashy it just is flashy and I guess that's just yeah. Sometimes the flashy stuff is the easier one, you know, and sometimes the stuff that doesn't sound flashy is a lot more challenging to play. Very good point. Yeah, with the feel. Yeah, you'll go back and watch Mm. some really awesome blues players, and they play like one note, and you're just like hanging on it, and you're like, "How did he do that?" (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Beck is going to always be, you know, one of the most ultimate examples for that. So. Definitely. So the Cirque du Soleil, we, I have to ask you about that. The flame-throwing guitar? <laughs> how, how, did you, how did you get approached to do that? Like, that's kind of a cool thing there. You it's have, super like, cool. the Wonder Woman 1984 <laughs> armor on. You got the flame-throwing guitar. Like, you're just shredding out there. Did you all come up with that? Is there a team? Yeah, was that a collaborative effort <laughs> thing? Or are they just like, you're wearing this and you're going to shoot flames at your guitar? do with it. I was contractually obligated to say yes to all those things, exactly how they were and with no alterations. Wow. But uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much that's what the gig is. You know, you really step into like a character and a situation and you're just, it's just kind of like take it or leave it, you know? Huh. Um, but the flamethrower thing, it's uh, it's basically like a, there's a cylinder behind the headstock and you, you fill it with the firework and it's like remote and then there's a team that like fires it when in the right moment and they're watching you from a booth you hope they're watching you're on stage well they have to make sure like i have my my job was basically to to like stand at a certain point aim it a certain way 
And then like, Whoa. if everybody does their cues right, which they do because there's so much repetition, then there's nobody standing in the way and everything is safe. And then they just fire it, you know, but I know when it's coming, it's like, it's always in the same place. It's always in the same time. Everything is ex- exactly the same. Okay. So you just kind of basically just get in position and make sure that everything is good to go. And then they do the same and they let the fire go. Is it, was that a surreal moment for <laughs> Getting, you? Getting like scares. Yeah. Is that a surreal moment? The first time you're up there, like in front of the audience, like doing that, and there's like flames coming out of your guitar. That's so cool. Like, what were you thinking it, in that moment? It was, but you know, like you, it's not that different than when you train for it because they really like. There's so many people on stage, and when you're shooting the fire, really, really far back, like you walk <laughs> all the way back to the to like the back of the stage, so you're not. Like you're, you're, you're not seeing the audience at that point or anything. And to me, it was like such a different experience because it's not like you're again, like you're on stage with such a big cast. It's not like with a band or whatever. So you feel like there's so much going on. They might not even be seeing you. So it's almost like, I know I'm performing, but I feel like, you know, no one's really looking at me. Like sometimes I think people missed it because there was other shit going on. <laughs> Travis. Well, at least you get to do it because I tried to shoot fire out of my guitar in my backyard and my neighbors weren't happy. So Yeah, every every time you do it outside a, a theater Wait. where you have the permit, it's like getting the permits and the fire marshal and all that stuff. Why is like, this the first you know? I'm hearing that I'll you've live vicariously this. through you. How is it that I didn't know that this is a thing you did, man? I do a lot of things. He's just mad at me because I didn't invite him when I lit the piano on fire and, and shot it up and uh, used oh got some God. pictures for my album. I was yeah. busy. Nice. I was busy that day at home listening to Neely's album. We got some great out al- great <laughs> pictures for the album. Not gonna lie, it looked great. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that's cool. I didn't know you did that, right? Um, How were we at time wise? We, we uh, we're about twenty eight minutes in. We got to respect terms Neely's of the, time. Yeah, for sure. It's all good. You, you guys are good. I didn't mean for that to also, you know, go completely the other way oh no so. we're done now we can end she's it. like we want to no i want to talk to you guys <laughs> hang on a second that's it You're done. no i just cracked this up because we could just like oh well we won't talk about that it's okay <laughs> <laughs> so um how much do you play the acoustic like it, it is featured in your album like a... it's that's the nylon string okay oh. so so all the you know the first few songs on spectrum were all on that cordoba behind me have you ever delved into the like classical guitar type of stuff or like Tommy Emmanuel crazy finger? I mean, not really. I, I mean, I'm, I finger pick to the extent that you hear on that album. Pretty much. I basically like tried to fake my way through playing that guitar after the fact, because I wrote the songs and I wanted them to be authentic. So started with that, but now I'm like in love with it. I'm, I'm playing it all the time. I really enjoyed the start of the album with it kind of because I when I went to go investigate your music after the videos came up on YouTube, uh, I do this thing where I like to jump around. So I saw you had at least two or three albums, right? Different span of years. I started I'd like to start with the older albums first and then I'll, I'll pick a mm-hmm. few songs and then I'll go back and re-listen to the whole album. I did the same thing with Spectrum, right? So I I heard a couple of them before <laughs> I went to the first. And then when I, I actually just the other day, I think it was the last time I was down here uh, hanging out with Ryan here, uh, on my way home, like I dr- driving from Tucson to Phoenix, I'm, like, I'm going to put Spectrum. I can't wait. Like, all right, we're going to hear this whole thing start to finish. And it started with the nylon. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Like, I was <laughs> blown away by the range. Like, it, even within 
different songs, you have quite a range of those riffs and quite a range of like style that you'll play with. And it's not just all like shredding notes, but it was in fact, the, the, the sort of the Spanish sounding guitar that caught my attention on that album. I was like, Whoa, she's doing different things with this. Like I was really blown away by that. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you liked that because you know, when I was writing the whole thing and it was going to become clear to me that the whole concept was the spectrum of genres, I was like, wow, there's some stuff that's like really far removed from quote unquote guitar music. And I really had no idea how the public was going to perceive that, you know? So to hear you say that, like, that was one of the things that you liked about it is, is a really helpful thing, you know, because, you know, I'm lucky that people kind of ate that up well because you know it could have gone another way i feel like you know we uh we use joe Satri we like we say oh, we, yeah. you have to satriani us you know certain type of music meaning you have to listen to it from the beginning of the album to the end right and just don't skip anything like i feel like your music is like that too where to truly appreciate it you have to take it in the way that you created it you know well, and you like, definitely with with this album that's the point yeah and like i really appreciate that kind of music that takes you on a ride so to speak like you don't know what's going to happen next like that's what i love so much about instrumental music so you gotta tell a story definitely what i really like about instrumental music and we've talked about this a lot or or at least i like to talk about this a lot but (laughs) i appreciate instrumental musician that do what you do like you know and the greats do too you know you know obviously joe and 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 steve i and because like they'll take you on a journey and they it's like they allow your imagination to be like Mm -hmm. in the driver's seat so to speak right when there's no and i'm a lyricist okay i'm a singer but when there's no lyrics and no no all you have is the basic structure of the name of the song like say primal fear and then you get to hear the artist's interpretation of that idea and that I myself get to like imagine my own images as I go along. Cause I listen to it just on Spotify, no screen, no nothing in front of me. You know, I don't go to YouTube as much as, as Ryan. You don't does. air guitar in front of the mirror and pretend like you're playing it. Absolutely. I, I did do that. <laughs> <laughs> you had to say that in front of her, didn't you? No, it's, <laughs> it's okay though. Like I'm sure this might, maybe this <laughs> doesn't happen to you Neely, but there are certain songs that just get the air guitar out of the case. I'm yeah, for real. I, I got just, you. I got it you. It happens. I, you know? I do that too. Yeah. You know, I do that too. And when I do, I become an actual lefty guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's great. I love that. I'm going to try that next time. Left-handed. You're, I always do right-handed. You're left-handed, but you play right-handed. Yeah. So sometimes when I like air guitar, I find myself like strumming with the left hand. I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> the spirit of Jimi Hendrix is coming out of you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'll take that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Another, I hope so. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Another tidbit: the album artwork for Spectrum was like, oh yeah, really awesome. Did you like go out of your way to find something really cool for the album cover? Uh, the artwork. Well, you know, I got super lucky because that artist, his, his name is Nick Fluke. Um, we've been like fans of each other for a long time, and like he's also a great player, but he's mostly a you know primarily an artist and we've just kind of like talked for a long time or whatever. And he was like, if you ever need like artwork. And I was just like, Oh my God, would you, you know, please. And then like, I I told him the whole concept and he never heard, he didn't hear any of the music. He just knew what my concept was. And I told him like maybe a couple of things, you know, like maybe put, you know, a person like playing an accordion there or piano here or whatever, but he just, 
came up with that whole thing and I couldn't believe like how appropriate it was for the album when I saw it and I told him I was like you have no idea how well this works like just wait till you hear the music because you won't believe that you like painted the thing that you didn't even hear you know <laughs> but it, it felt to me it was like immediately I was like that's exactly what I what I hoped for and what I had in mind you know we killed it yeah creative minds I, you were you were on the same frequency there somehow creative. sometimes the chemistry when it really works it's like crazy hmm. what can happen you know yeah. it's rare to to find those people but i i try to hold on to them really well when i do because it doesn't happen every day yeah that, he's incredible yeah and musically speaking isn't it something so so hard to explain like we've been playing together for how many years now 15 years yeah 15 years Long time. Oh, wow. and like we can just sit we can just sit down and just jam and write music like not much needs to be said like we're on the same page he says a lot though he does like to talk a lot Josh. <laughs> don't yeah. i'll say i don't necessarily like that riff and he gets that's not how he says it. it that's not how he says it Neely. that's not how he says it. he's very rude whatever <laughs> she's not you're <laughs> fine she's not a therapist <laughs> she doesn't need to hear our problems it's fine no problem whatever <laughs> But yeah, band band drama. You know that feeling, like when you you can bond with. <laughs> it's not how he says it. He makes it sound like he's so cool that he would never say a mean thing. Never. No. Okay. You put me on the spot. I'm a very nice guy. Yes, he he's a. Well, he's if a, you guys if you guys give each other so much shit, you're doing pretty good. Right. So. Exactly. He's my guitar coach. He's although I'm looking for a new one, so I'm, I've already surpassed well, you. She'd be a lot better teacher than I. I'm am Matt. Well, she has been so far. At least the, the clips I've seen. In the, that's how she did that. I'm like, okay. It's very helpful. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but anyway, like, have you met? Yeah, I mean, you know that feeling when you just have that chemistry. Like, everything is so different. Like, the things mm -hmm. you can create with other people, like, they blow you away sometimes when you step back and look. I'm like, wow, we did that? Where did that come from? Like, Absolutely. So how often do you get to, you know, jam and play with other people that make you feel like that? Not as much as I would like to, and definitely not right now. Yeah, now, definitely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, that was one of the things that was really difficult about Cirque was that, you know, that gig had two live musicians in it, that particular show it didn't have a, a pit band or anything. So X and I did not play with other musicians for a long time and it was really hard for me. Huh. So I definitely value humans and this is like a very weird time for that, but you know, we're doing collabs in, in new ways, you know, I mean, not that we haven't done the internet collabs, but, you know, I think now that everybody's really getting into it, I think as hard as it is for all of us, there's definitely some gems coming out of it that we probably wouldn't had also. Yeah, the the collabs are great. I'm seeing a lot of really cool stuff Everybody's that never would have happened. Everybody's just yeah. firing them up. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love seeing that. Yeah. Definitely. It's like a crazy melting pot of awesome yeah i like seeing the cre the the explosion of creativity right from other musicians and other mm -hmm. creators it's, it's so inspiring and then you know all the ideas right to for you that you can carry through in your stuff and i mean i it's it's just about endless i mean really yeah so tell yeah. us about uh your favorite food to eat no i'm just kidding um, <laughs> oh, danny elfman how did that come to be that's a very interesting project like just him doing yeah. something like that is very interesting how did you get involved i know um well you know it was as much of a shock to me as everybody else um but i don't know they'd like somebody they work with recommended me and i didn't know the person that recommended me like they told me the name and i was like i don't know who that person is but thank <laughs> you to that person mr skellington like, <laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> so, um, no, and I went and auditioned and, and, you know, everything thankfully went well. And it was, uh, it was in February because I was supposed to basically do Coachella with him. And we had one rehearsal with the whole band. I was like the one new band member, like trying to, you know, meet everybody and everything. And then it was the middle of March. So we all went to lockdown. We all know the rest of that story. So, uh, yeah, we were like just about to announce the band and all that stuff. And then like everybody went home and I, it was just kind of like, well, that disappeared as quickly as it happened. Did that Crazy. even happen? Like we just had those jokes about how those rehearsals, like we dreamed them because it just, yeah. So, you know, I, uh, he, he's been amazing. Just, we've always been keeping in touch throughout these months and everything. And like, I'm so glad that the song is out there and, uh, the video is like my first horror movie that I was able to watch and, you know, get through. I'm very proud of myself for that. It took me many years and uh, here we are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> horror movies, I just, I'm on the same page with you. They're just, I don't, some people love them. It's like, there's, I know there's no middle ground. It's like people either love them and have like a room full of like Chucky dolls or <laughs> they hate them. They hate them. Like I do. And I'm like, I don't even want to see the previews for those. Like, I know what you mean. I've always been in that camp. <laughs> I'd have to so, agree. It's yeah. not my cup of tea. More of like, I more prefer comedy or I don't know. I'm, yeah. It's not for me. What is your favorite movie? Neely? My favorite movie. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds so weird to say it now, but American Beauty. Oh, huh, okay. Yeah. I just feel like saying weird saying anything that Kevin Spacey Kevin, has done. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Who knows what the opinion is anymore? I don't, you know, I don't know how I feel about him or anybody else, but, um, but yeah, I love that movie. Awesome. You can still appreciate someone's art. I mean, I get it. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. You have to find a way to separate certain yeah. things. Like we were talking about that to with Michael fair, Jackson. I, yeah. I don't know that much about what happened with him. I just know there was something. So I'm just like, okay, but I feel weird now for whatever reason. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything, but uh, you're right. The art is still the art. That's pretty for deep. Sure. Like my, my favorite movie is the Ninja Turtle movie from the <laughs> 1990s. Is what? The Ninja Turtle movie from 1990. So you're oh, a lot nice. more sophisticated in your That's choice. <laughs> This I is... can't blame you. Those guys, like, they knew what they were doing with those pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> like, they really did. I, I actually, right. I did not know this was your favorite movie, bro. Like, that's, again, news to me. That's fantastic. I thought it was Batman, no? Not Batman Begins? It wasn't... Uh, Could have sworn it was Batman, really. Yeah, I'm kind of a superhero guy. Well, I mean, my favorite movie is Dark Knight or Jurassic Park. One of the two. They're both kind of up no, there No, I like me. the Christopher Nolan movie. Uh, she's like, why are you guys having a separate conversation? We need to have a conversation sometime. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, your your projects got put on hold, so you're just spending a lot more time doing crossword puzzles at home. And... <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, I... Who is ever going to give me this much time to like practice and write and just work on my wow. stuff and everything? And and uh, I was like really missing that. So I'm not mad at it. I'm trying to use it to you know the best of my ability and and make it out to be as productive as possible. Are you laying the groundwork for the next album essentially? Like trying to get that Probably. started? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that 
the next few songs will also be released as singles just so that I get them out quicker and that I have finished products and I'm not like sitting on a whole album that's like it's just gotten so stressful for me to wait on those things so hopefully you know whatever the next songs are that I'm working on will eventually I'll just kind of probably string together as an album you know as they're meant to be but I definitely want to try to just get them out sooner so that I'm releasing more new music and, and it doesn't, you know, feel five years old to me by the time the next album comes out. And I was like, well, I wrote this song a long time ago, you know? So <laughs> I don't remember how to play that, it. <laughs> Isn't that well, that's a- the thing, you know, like this last song that I released strange, you know, it was like the first time that it wasn't like super old to me. And I was like, Oh my God, this like feels fresh. It actually feels like a new song that I just wrote. <laughs> right. And I like that feeling actually. <laughs> Not used to that. Yeah, it's always a funny feeling. I don't know if this has happened to you, but when you go back to like an older song that you wrote and you literally don't remember how to play it. Oh yeah. Oh, it happens to me. All yeah, the it's time. like what? What was I? Do? I can't yeah. even do that. Anymore. How did I manage this? How did I do that? Was I finger tapping there? <laughs> yeah. What was that exactly? I don't know. Oh man. It's funny. Yeah, I feel like I everything I learn like goes in one ear and out the other you know it's like as long as i need to play it i know it and then like the second that i move on to whatever the next thing is i just forget it and then like i have to relearn it it comes back quicker but like it still feels like you're relearning it yeah definitely i can't remember the joe satriani song where he does it i think it's is it mystical whatever magical mr potato head song not mr potato i don't remember which one it was i forget the yeah the groove thing excuse me this is i'm on the spot i'm nervous we should come up with a song called mr potato Head. we're gonna do it It, it's happening (laughs) but like he reaches over you know how he does i forget exactly because i've seen him do it Mm -hmm. on video where he does a reach over and does it with his other hand and i can't remember what interview i heard him say but like he says he has to practice that and i'm like there's hope for me because if he has to practice it of course he has to practice exactly yeah. that's what early on you know that's why he's I mean, so great you know he's continuing yeah, to practice he's continuing to evolve this, you know yeah absolutely like anyone I, I like to think that anyone who really practices is not trying to sell anybody on bullshit of like oh i'm just you know i'm just this good like people <laughs> work, i mean everybody had to work at it it doesn't it doesn't matter you know talent hmm. will only take you so far every everyone who's ever like done anything well has had to work for it right so those beginning stages like we try to explain to people it's gonna be rough Hmm. it's gonna sound Mm -hmm. like crap you're not gonna be able to play Mm -hmm. eruption like it sounds on the record no matter how many times you try in the first month you know and like people give up because they're like oh i guess i guess i wasn't meant to play but it's like you have to get through that initial like the year the, the first six months is probably the worst you know if you can get past that yeah I, they are because the difference between not being able to play anything and being able to play your first thing is like the biggest growth spurt you're probably ever going to have. Right. So yeah, once you get past that first hurdle and I try, I try to tell that to my students, you know, when I had beginner students, I'm like, I know this is going to seem like pulling teeth and everything, but like, if you just hang with me until like this yeah. first hurdle goes by, you're hmm. just going to be like, Oh my God. This is an instrument now. It's not just this like piece of wood that's fighting me. Yeah, but my <laughs> so, fingers hurt, Neely. <laughs> the strings oh, yeah. are buzzing, Neely. What do I do? Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, that's you know, happens to the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're like man up and get through it. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, I was lucky. I grew up with someone who had been through that all. You know, right. so there was somebody to tell me that, and 
I try to be that for my students when they don't have somebody. This is the first riff that you learned how to play where you were just like so proud of yourself. Cause there were a couple where I was like, oh my gosh, like I learned the end tapping part to eruption and I thought I was like hot stuff. I thought it was hot stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the first times where I was like able to play like some maiden riffs and stuff. Oh, okay. And that was really like the first like rock and roll that I felt like, wow, this is like real music and I'm playing it, you know, and <laughs> that was, that was huge for me. So, so you've, yeah. you've brought up being a teacher. Like, is that, is that one of your bigger passions in life to, to teach other people to play the guitar as well? It's, it's a part of it. Yeah. It's, it's definitely something that I want to keep as part of what I do. I kind of come from like a family of, of teachers and lineage of teachers in a way. So I think it's like ingrained in me. So. But yeah, we've that's one thing. That's one of the main main reasons why we're doing this and talking to people like you is because we want everyone listening to know that there's a journey and that that making music is a beautiful thing. Like it's especially now with all the negativity, you know, nearly out there. Mm -hmm. Like what you're doing is so important. Like, well, that's why what you're doing is important because we gotta have those conversations, you know. Definitely, and it's like I applaud you for when you put your creative work out into the world you're giving away a little piece of yourself right like when you release an album you know you're going to be subject to criticism you so it's kind of a selfless thing to put music out into the world you know mm -hmm. so the fact that you're doing that like i appreciate i appreciate everyone that does that like it takes Thank courage you. to do that you know and like now i have a bunch of more like cool music to listen to it's and music is important you know it's an important it thing but uh, like guitar players you know it's like people don't give them the credit they deserve sometimes i feel like you know yeah i mean like I guitar will... players come on they offer a lot of a lot of enrichment into the music well culture. just instrument uh instrumental we're not in welcome general. in the orchestra well know? yeah he's still better about that <laughs> Because I'm a band guy, you know, grew up playing like, you know, in, in a band, right? In marching band and stuff like that. Although what right. you described with uh, the Cirque du Soleil reminds me of some of those big shows we play with, you know, 200 people exactly. on the field. It's like, yeah. am I even, is anyone even seeing me here? Right. Um, but I, I just think that um, the culture itself, I mean, especially before, you know, the internet really has ramped up here like the last 20 years. Like you think about the American idols and the America's Got Talent and it's so much focused on vocalists and so much foc mm -hmm. focus on you know someone just singing someone else's tune and not necessarily right. the composer not necessarily the instrumentalist and mm -hmm. uh you know it's really it's great to see people who are doing that right and and giving like someone who's much younger somebody to look up to that oh okay mm -hmm. nearly does it i can do it you know what i'm saying or like um to yeah. be able to find um lots of great examples that we've been looking you know again youtube thank you youtube um of just great great musicians great instrumentalists that are are taking their art and doing something new with it you know well i, I for an artist it's amazing to have people like you guys who see it that way and appreciate it you know because i feel like i've tried for years to figure out how to sift, how to get through all that noise of saturation of, of people putting stuff out there and get, you know, reach the listeners that would want to hear my music, you know, because sometimes the struggle for us now, nowadays is, is that, you know, there's just so much of it. And you're saying thank you to the YouTube suggestions. And I, and I'm so glad to hear that because I feel like, well, I worked for like 10 years just to get to the point where YouTube 
is like making that suggestion, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's really like when, you know, you're trying to reach, it's, it's all about, for me at least, it's all about that human connection of like, if I can reach the people that would want to listen to what I do, then that's the goal. How do I reach those people if they're out there, you know? That's great. I mean, so, I appreciate that. I'm glad you're so out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're fans. Big time. Thank yeah, you. For sure. It didn't take very long either to become a fan of you. <laughs> I just liked all the riff videos that you put out there. Well, and- when I saw the get the funk out so oh I'm yeah like, <laughs> yeah for sure you sold me with that one yeah, neither <laughs> one is over that was a good Thanks. one well i what can i say you know i i fell in love with it just the same so hmm. yeah that's great i it's just well and i appreciate about a lot of those videos like okay you do the you know there's always you add i noticed that there's always something you add in that sort of makes sense with the song whether or not it's the uh, the bow tie or whatever right <laughs> and uh there's always this Oh yeah, I can't explain the look on your face, but like, there's this dramatic. Like, you get so into it, and there's always the same thing you do after everyone. You kind of look up and smile. You're like, look how awesome this is every single time. And I was like, this is great. Like, it's just I don't know what it is. It's more more like, oh my god, that take is over, yay. (laughs) Is that like a relief? Is that the relief? It's a relief. Yeah, it kind of is a relief in a way. I don't know. I just I sometimes I think I am smiling when I'm playing when I'm probably just making like really stupid, like intense stank faces, but I just feel happy, you know? And so like, I don't know, maybe it just comes out when I'm like done playing or when I'm like in between the playing, but yeah. It it comes across as genuine, that happiness that you're talking about. I I feel it. I love music, you know? So if it comes across good, (laughs) if not, (laughs) it's supposed to, right? And, and can I ask, and this is another question that I, again, you don't have to answer, but is what we're seeing now, because we saw the guitar in the background, are we on the reverse of what is some of those videos? Yes. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. I've always yeah. wanted what the other part of the room looks like. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> we're behind <laughs> the scenes. Oh my god. We're behind gosh. the scenes. This is great, because I love the other the other shot, right, with the guitars in the background. How did you, uh, another thing, I noticed you have a Joe Satriani head, Is am I correct, uh-huh. with an Ignator uh, cabinet? How did you end up with that? Like, as your um, sound, did I, it take you a while to find your sound? Kind of, you know, I, my bandmate had that amp in college and I was always like, oh my God, I love that head, you know? So when I finally could get one, I got one. And then that Ignator cab just kind of like came in my path cause I was moving and I needed to get like some sort of temporary setup. And then I ended up really liking the combination together. And I, I'm, I'm of the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it persuasion. So I kind of oh, yeah. just left it alone. And, and, uh, yeah, I kind of never touched it. It's been like almost a, a decade. So, Oh wow. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Like, is that what you actually take into the studio and everything too? Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. So is that on yeah. matter of perception and, and, uh, yeah. as well? no way. Okay. That's rad. And it's on that. And it's on that Danny Elfman song too. It's wow. that same. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. I'm just yeah. so impressed with the, t- the, the, the tonal range you can yeah, get versatile. with that. It's, Very it's versatile. got a lot of like capabilities. If you really like, like kind of get to know the amp and then get to know a few mics that might not be people's first choices, but might work well with different amps like you you know sometimes you just find sweet spots that uh you didn't know were there hmm. <laughs> so that amp has several for sure yeah i saw that and i always wondered yeah that's great like tone is such a big thing because you hear certain guitar players and you're like how do they do that like they're <laughs> tone is a yeah uh, yeah 
like Andy Timmons, and I'm like, you know, always has the best tone, always. Eric Johnson too. He's one of those ones where and Eric Johnson, obviously. I feel like I'm floating in clouds when he plays. Like that's right. That's <laughs> how he wants you to feel. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is about Eric too. And I love his little mini lessons on Instagram. They're the best. I don't know if you've seen those. He's a he's a super nice. He's dude. so cool. So, do you have anyone like? We've talked a little bit about your like. Who are your top five all time guitar players, and who are? Ooh, who, I know. Th- he asked me this question before, and it was really hard for me to narrow it down, but. It's really hard. Um, it's like picking a favorite ice cream. You know, it's like, I like yeah. cookie dough. I like chocolate. I mean, I don't know. Go for it. Um, I get, if I had to pick five, I guess Nuno and then, uh, not and then, like in no particular <laughs> order, right? Um, <laughs> it already sounded bad. Um, no, that was the right way to say it. That was the right <laughs> way. Start with Nuno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I came to the right place. Um, so... Greg Howe is a big one for me. Guthrie Govan, uh, Andy Timmons, and Steve Lukather. Let's Luke go with that. that. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to nod Photo. my head like I, I intimate. I don't know any of those catalogs very well at all. So now I have I have something to go off of. Oh, now. you it's will. You, I think you will be. I think you will be glad. I'm so excited. I hope so. <laughs> Toto. You, you, I mean, I would definitely, I, I am a guitarist, okay, but I definitely, I come at it from a different angle. Ryan has been the one that's thrown a lot of, like, guitar player, mm-hmm. I mean, you're the one that introduced me to Stevie stuff. Ray Vaughan, oh, yeah. to Joe Satriani, oh, wow. I mean, all the big greats, even Neely Steve Bo- Vaughan, yeah, Neely even, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, all of them came, a lot of them came from Ryan, so, like, it's, I love mm-hmm. this question because I love, I mean, you, you list, list it off a bunch, I really don't know. out over the guitar. Yeah, no, I just love it. <laughs> I love this, because I have a lot to learn. There's... There's a lot of amazing guitar artists that are, you know, that very much have music in their uh, in their priority hmm. list and and are doing amazing things. So I'm excited for you because you kind of have this like discovery ahead of you of your new favorites, you know. And there's there's a lot of good stuff out there. So that's really cool that you like you're gonna find out about it for the first time. It's yeah. the best. It was new music. I don't know if you were like this, but. Like we talked about it in our musical origins, I was like super impatient. Like in guitar class, they're like, "You're gonna play a Claire de la Lune." And Mary had a little lamb. I'm like, "No, I'm not. I'm gonna go online and learn how to play Eruption. I don't want to be in this class anymore." Yeah, that's, like, I was that person. I want to sure. jump right. I don't know how to swim, but I'm gonna jump in the deep end just yep. see what happens. Yep. <laughs> and it's we kinda... learn we learn guitar backwards, man. There's yeah. No, like, so I kind of I kind of feel like that was okay though. Like. I, we get caught in this, like, there's a cookie cutter way to do things, you know, sometimes. I think it's okay if you go back and you fill in the gaps. I think you just have <laughs> a lot of, I think it's really easy to, like, learn a lot of facility and then not understand what to do with it. Because if you just leave it there, you know, you didn't learn the music part of it, you know. Exactly. Just learn how to play it, so. Yeah, I'm like, my musical theory is, if this note sounds good when I play it over this note, someone else can tell me what I'm doing. <laughs> No, and that's fine. And that's but fine like, too. Like, don't get, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that like every musician needs to know theory or know what they're doing. Even I'm, I don't think that's necessary, but I think it's like, as long as you're using your ear and like, you know, keeping musicality as a priority because, and, and there's nothing wrong with just playing something and then like moving on. That's, that's cool too. You know, but like for me, it just wasn't enough to to be like, okay, I want to go from zero to eruption. And then when I couldn't understand what the hell was going on, right. <laughs> on I was very unhappy with that. But 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even have my driver's license, and I'm sitting behind a Ferrari, like going 90 miles per hour. Like, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah, it kind of feels yeah. like that. You're like, I don't deserve this. <laughs> I haven't earned this. <laughs> so, um, I know you've been formally educated. You know, um, you went to Berkeley, correct? Mm-hmm. So, how how do you feel like that impacted your playing? Like, did it take it to like? To another level, would you strongly encourage people to get a formal education, or do you think it's an individual type decision? I think it. De- I think it depends on like what kind of a learner you are. You know, like if you're like very independent and curious and driven to learn all that stuff on your own, you don't need form you know, formal schooling for that. You can learn it anywhere. But for me, well, I felt like I needed that, and also. I I went because I wanted to meet other people and meet other musicians from all over the world who had, you know, different influences and kind of would immerse me in a bunch of different things. And I wanted to kind of like have no choice about it and just be there because otherwise I don't think I would have done it. Hmm. So that definitely was, was big, you know, and some of my best friends and, and people that I work with were people that I went to college with, you know, years later, like it really works out like that sometimes. So I feel like I, I got what I, what I came for. Oh, that's good. That's cool. Yeah. Like we talk about, like you were able to just dedicate yourself to the guitar and just, what's that? You were able to just dedicate yourself to the guitar and just stick. I was lucky. Like, that's awesome. I, I was lucky. Not everybody gets to do that, you know? Well, yeah. And yeah. not everyone has the courage to do it either. Yeah. You have to look at it that that's way. That's a part of it too. Yeah. I mean, you know, choosing music is a career is not it's not a it's not for sissies so (laughs) that's the quote that's the one i'm gonna take all right for the rest of my life neely is a dream warrior hashtag dream warrior (laughs) big time warrior man i I love love that song (laughs) docking yeah george lynch that's got a great solo yeah it does (laughs) <laughs> we can nerd out about I all of this. He he yeah, gave me a hard time about my love of hair metal. I'm oh, like, gosh. my love of '80s metal and stuff. It's like, well, I'm with you there. We, I grew um, up on that shit. So. We have uh, <laughs> just have we a have a segment called uh, Guilty Pleasures. Yes, and yeah. we say that they're mm-hmm. the songs that when you turn them up, the windows go up as well in your car. That way, no one else can hear you rocking out to it. It's like when I'm president, you can still hear it. Yeah. When I'm president by extreme, you know, if I want to blur that song, the windows have to go up because people are going to be oh, like, yeah, what is going on? Just singing along. <laughs> but you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this because a lot of people don't realize it, but because I was still in Israel and I was really kind of, I, I learned English for movies and, and TV and lyrics and stuff like that. So that album, I think, is like responsible for a lot of big words that I didn't know before huh. that. But I was like such a nerdy fan, you know, reading the liner notes like people used to. And uh, and so I, I just like would ask my parents, like, what does this word mean or what? You know, so because there was a lot of stuff on that album, you know, that yeah. uh, huh. is not always common in in people's language. But huh. yeah. So Nuno cool. Bancourt helped you learn English, too. Whoa. If you well, I guess knew. I mean him and, Ga- and Gary Sharon yeah. did. Yeah. If you only knew. <laughs> Yeah, for real. Like that's cool. It's just it's just very um ironic that we were talking about Nuno and how he doesn't get credit before this interview. We were just like, watching a Nuno video before this and yeah. like there's a there it's, they're playing Game of Thrones 
And I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like Tom Morello does this kick yeah. butt solo. Amazing. Mm-hmm. It's all Tom. I love Tom. I'm a huge yeah, Radiance Machine fan. I know. So like I, his mindset of guitar is kind of like how I try to solo. I, don't, I like the mm-hmm. whammy effect. And then Nuno comes on and just blows everybody's <laughs> minds. And there's this look that Tom turns and looks at yeah. Nuno. And you're like, he knows what's up. He knows the big oh, dog yeah. in the room. You're like, it's Nuno. It's Nuno. Like, how does he do it? He's still, he wows. He wows my heroes. Like, yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what there's I mean? This, I think they're. I think they're buds. You know, for a long time. And there's this like Boston thing to it too. Like Tom went to Harvard, so I think he has this like. I know it's it's it's. I mean, but yeah, <laughs> Boston. Totally that guy, you know. And so he has this like to me, like other side of his personality almost where it's like, I can totally see you in Boston in college, you know? And then, but it's like also Tom Morello, obviously. So yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It was just a cool, it was a great video. And I love seeing that interchange of looks and stuff. And you have Scott over on the side. No, Scott not soloing. No yeah, Scott Ian from Anthrax. Scott. He just looked a little. He looked a little like worried. starstruck. <laughs> With both Tom I think, I think and those Nuno. guys all like, you know, like just all are in love with each other honestly like it's so cool to see no no i mean like in the best way like it's so great to see like all those guys are always so supportive of each other you know for real like, my my generation needs to like keep that up so it's always a good reminder when i see those guys because they're always like all about each other so well it's probably because they don't meet a lot of people like them yeah. so like to meet people that are in the same category as you is probably really refreshing in a way yeah probably that's so true dude. whatever it is it's like beautiful to see that you know yeah yeah it really is like it is cool uh to see or like guitar players are awesome like the guitar player community are so cool like that's we're talking like true. like nearly uh brush for example she is like one of the best <laughs> players in the world and she doesn't want to <laughs> acknowledge it at all oh my god <laughs> Uh, so embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Did you do? You, is that weird for you just to hear someone say that? Is that what it is? No, it's, it's not. I mean, I I really very appreciate the the thought very much, but um, I don't know. I just it's music, you know. It's like there is no best in music to me. No. It's just such a funny thing. But I I know you I know you don't mean it like that. Right. Exactly. It's it's just like I'm just glad when I can if I can like get my thoughts across and have the thoughts and have them to get across, then I'm good. So. But it, it is a privilege like to be able to express yourself with music and to have that level of technical, technical expertise to it's, get a complex takes, idea out of your yeah. head. Like that's not exactly. easy. It's its own skill. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you kind of have to practice that like everything else because you could have, you know, a faint idea in your head and not know how to grab onto it or whatever. And it's like, it's this internal kind of connection of having to really know how to look within and listen within and, you know, take out other influences. And, you know, there's a lot to it, but all the time uh, invested in the instrument. Just to get it out. You talk about getting out of your head. I'm thinking about like, the 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 friction right like the in between oh, you and yeah. the guitar like to be able to express because i'll dream in music and i'll wake up and i go yeah there's no mm-hmm. way i'm gonna be able to communicate that i can't play the guitar that well and i don't there's no hope on the keys for me to get this thing out of me yeah and as time has gone on and the more practice you put in the instrument that friction goes away and then you can get yeah. that stuff out and you know yeah it's yeah. like battling do you feel like 
like you're to the point where you you'd like to be where you can pretty much express everything that you want to express i mean i feel like i i can as long as i have enough time like i don't feel like every idea that i'm gonna have is gonna come out like in improv exactly 100 percent the way that i want it i mean that's the goal one day you know but i think like if i if the if i hear the idea enough to like grab onto it i'll be able to play it that's cool so i i do feel like i, I can express what i need to express and I, I like i said you know like everything that i've practiced throughout my life was kind of to get to this point where i can just make my music and not be limited to say something else because i can't play a certain thing or you know whatever I, but again, it's yeah. that same thing with, with that nylon string that we were talking about, you know, it's mm. like, I had the songs already, you know, but it was like, I'm not going to phone this in. I have to learn to play this instrument to get this idea across. And like, you know, I'm never going to be an authentic classical guitarist by any means or anything, but as long as I can like, feel like I can fake my way around to, to get the idea across, I'm good with that. <laughs> so... It's just funny how, as guitar players and musicians, we delve into things so much deeper than like the average listener does. Like, has your well, brain, I guess we would have to. Yeah, has your brain always worked like that? Like me, when I listen to music now, I can't just listen to it. I'm like, oh wow, I loved the little the phrase part the, or the yeah, harmony or, yeah. or wow, that was a sweep there. Like, how did he? Like, I'm thinking about all these other things while I'm listening to the music. Like, have you? Did you get to that? Like, are you like that? I mean, obviously you are, but being a musician and the love you are, but was it always like that? Or is that something that happened over time? Uh, I think it's just, get, I think it gets sharpened over time. You know, I think like the level of detail of stuff that you hear or notice gets maybe deeper as you, you're just familiar with all those things of you, or you've heard like the, you know, similar iterations of similar things before, you know, like now I've heard the sound of, the electric guitar so many times that most new stuff I hear, I understand how it's played. You know what I mean? It wasn't always like that, but I would hear things in a mix back in whenever. Yeah. Things would catch my, my attention or I would notice a lick here or a lick there. Like that was always there. Yeah. There's so much that goes into this process for real becoming a master but I know what you mean. Like, you know what? That kind of stuff actually really interests me. Like how, what people hear when they listen to music. I used to ask my students that all the time because, you know, you could be hearing, you can be listening to the same thing and hearing something else than the person next to you, but you're never going to know unless you really ask them. They might not even know or be aware of it, but it that makes me true. so curious to be inside of somebody else's head of like, well, how does that hit you? Like, what, why do you think that's catchy? Or like, what are you hearing in there? And like, it's it's an interesting exercise to to like ask yourself, you know, if you don't already notice it, kind of like what grabs my attention, and because you learn what you like that way and what yeah. you potentially would want to write later, or you Definitely. know, it really being is. a listener is like its own practice. Like you can get and learn so much from it of like thoughtful listening. Huh? I mean, it really, is a matter of perception. Nobody talking to me. Oh, it's, yeah. Get the it really is. To do. But no, it, it is. It is. But no, but I noticed that, like, when you know, we, we do a lot of like discovery uh, musicians and songs, like through YouTube. So we'll sit on the couch, we'll put some some something on, whether or not it's 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 you know stuff we've come across with yours. Uh, we we ran into Lori Basilio this year, uh, mm -hmm. Kingfish, uh, a bunch of great great musicians, and we do that. It's like. Hey, did you catch that? Oh, hey, no, right. I didn't. Or that, and it really helps open up my 
perspective when I have mm-hmm. another musician sitting there evaluating, listening, because you can never have yeah. too many ears. Uh, you know, it's like right. FBI negotiators have seven negotiators on the call, right? Because like they yep. need a team of listeners because listening is so hard to do for one person. So when you have yeah. a team of musicians that are listening, like the insights that you can gain by that, I mean, that's actually really brilliant. I think like, I love that you said yeah. that because again, another I'll take away from the conversation. That's, that's great. Like to be able to have, <laughs> Um, that other perspective of the other musician really broadens, you know, your understanding and scope of the of the music. Yeah, and another thing is like when we listen to your music or we listen to another guitar player, like we know the hours that went into making oh, certain yeah. things happen. Like we we will watch a certain part and be like, okay, we, like we understand what it took for mm-hmm. you to get to it. Like, yeah. So we like I feel like there's a different level of appreciation, like mm-hmm. especially live, like doing oh, yeah. things live. People have no idea how no. hard. Oh that yeah, is. I know. Like and so, I know. especially the timing for everything to be just on point, like that 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 takes hours and and so much dedication. Mm-hmm. Like so, we like to just to appreciate things on that level too. Like we we can definitely see how much time and effort has gone into making the music that you make. Yeah, so it's a privilege developing the the, the skill set that you have, and it's the same thing with you know a lot of other wonderful musicians that we have the chance to watch and chance to talk to which this is kind of awesome with technology you know we get to talk to awesome musicians it, it is awesome i i really appreciate you guys having me it's been like super fun hang yeah so that's what we're aiming Yay. for we want people to have a good time and uh, oh, yeah. you know want to be able to just like understand that perspective right from somebody else uh Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for for like joining us and being willing to be so generous with your time and uh, and your, and the conversation too because I've learned a lot. <laughs> like, well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, the, you know? the, we just want to share the love of music. We happen to be guitar players, so we're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, a little guilty. I feel the on same that, way. But um, it, it needs to be out there. Like people need to do what you're doing. We thank you for doing it. Um, that creativity. The, I mean, everyone has an experience with music. Like, there's not a person on earth that doesn't have some experience with it. So it's a really powerful thing. And, again, thank you for making time. Thank you, guys. It's been awesome. Well, um, is there anything uh, that you want to let people know that you're up to now or anything? Not really. Most of the stuff I can't really say. So Super secret. And the rest, we don't know. So. <laughs> Well, um, how can our listeners find you on social? How can we uh, how can we bump into your music again if we want to if we want to hear more from Nilly? Where do we go? Uh, well, my website is neelybrosh.com, so that's N I L I B R O S H, and that's my handle on both YouTube and Instagram. And then my Facebook is Neely Brosh Music. Um, and then you can find my music either through my store on my website or stream it, you know, anywhere anywhere you uh, get your uh, digital music online you'll find it i love that i only have to type in your first name and it pops up there's only one of <laughs> i you. can say i'm like so grateful to my parents for that right giving <laughs> <laughs> me a name that you know not a lot of people have so yeah, if i want to yeah. pick up a spectrum t-shirt that's where i go right Probably hell yeah so. i'm so glad <laughs> those t-shirts actually came out so nice like we were worried because we used so many colors that we didn't know if the printing would come out well and like they look amazing so Rad. Awesome. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you again. Have, cool. have fun. Thanks, guys. Yay. We appreciate Bye. you so much. 
and uh, we uh, hope that you'll uh, you know check out the podcast, at least your episode, and hear what we do. But um, thank you again, and just again appreciate what you're doing, putting yourself out there, the artistry, the everything that comes together in this music. Like like Ryan said, we know how much effort goes into that, and it's just fun to see other professionals out there and, and doing their thing. So thank you. Oh, uh, well, it mean, it means a lot for. From, from people who understand so i totally appreciate it and uh yeah thank you for making this so easy and and fun I also and i'll have, definitely like share it when it comes out and everything i have one question to ask, Monday. ask Monday. off the record here in a all right What's I, that? I, I will uh you ready for me to turn the okay i'm gonna we say bye to the say bye to the audience bye audience thank you listeners we yeah, love bye. you all bye <laughs>